Welcome to everyone's favorite podcast, It's Reclaimed Audio, with your hosts, Phil Pinsky, Phil Roots, and Tim Sway. Welcome, everybody, to this week's episode of Reclaimed Audio. This is episode 92 for August 9th, 2017. This week's top Patreon supporters are Make, Build, Modify, Stu Morrison, The Godfather, Jimmy DeResta, Scott Turner, Andrew Reed, Greg Mead, Chad Grossclaws from Mancrafting, we're going to talk about him shortly, Shane Bronson, and Keith Very Decent. What I gotta uh, say, I I don't know if, did you see, Phil, when Tim did the dun-da-da-da, it's actually, we heard it, and then three seconds later, he put it down. Yeah. So there was a lag there. There's a bit of a Matrix moment there. Yeah, it was kind of fun. It was like when I was younger, I used to take the... Oh, never mind. Huh. Okay. This is maturity I'm seeing from you right now. You were about See, to throw the whole podcast down the toilet. And right. instead you're like, hold up a minute, bro. Just call me Mr. Drano. I will fix the problem before I make it. Yes. Tim, say words now about what you're working on. <sighs> um... <laughs> Boy. <laughs> I I words. Okay, what am I working on? I am working on the marimba, of course, the the DNA shaped marimba. Um I just uh I have a I made this silly multi-tool last week cuz I'm into making multi-tools that people are going to hate and I'm going to post a video about that later this week. Um I'm going to downvote it. Yeah, please do, please do. Uh, you you owe me a thumbs down. <laughs> I, you I guys are mean. I just want to know. Video. Everybody needs to know. I'm the nice one. You two are, are mean. Everybody already knows you're the nice one. That's yeah, all we this, ever hear about, Bill. Yeah, right. You tell us every day how nice you are. I am. I'm the or nicest else. person you ever knew. Um, and uh, I see. Oh, I, uh, Mr. Dresta was in my shop over the weekend. He had to drive through Connecticut to get his new little dog Chippy. And this is like this dog is adorable. It was like yeah. it, it would fit like in half the palm of your hand. You put two more in the other half of your hand, you know. And um, it's just the cutest little thing. So he he was coming back. I left a, a camp chair at his house when I was there a few weeks ago, and he was dropping off the, my camp chairs. And, and that was uh, really so nice. He came by and he walked around my shop. It was the first time he's ever in my shop, which is cool. I got to show him around. He put it in his um in his vlog, which I thought was pretty cool. Did, like, yeah, I did. I watched the shop. Yeah. <clears throat> awesome. Um, so oh, that wait, was nice Jimmy Dressa, you mean you mean the intern? Yes. Oh yes, Vance's intern on the Vance Maker channel. <laughs> That's like a dream I've had for years to have. Uh, it was gonna originally it was gonna be Jimmy and Dave Welder when they when they were working together and and they because Jimmy's like oh when he gave me that table so I was like oh I'll bring it down to you I'll bring you know Dave and I'll bring it down I was like oh that'd be awesome and while you're there I'll set it up with Vance like being your boss and have him like you two guys are interns you know and they yeah. were both dying laughing that'd be hilarious so we had like a dozen ideas but then they were there and it was like oh like while you're here let me just do one real quick you know one like Vance bossing you around thing so we threw that so he really knows that he knows that you have his table saw then yeah he That's- well he knows now Okay. <laughs> he was not happy. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, apparently, uh, restraining orders, whatever. But, um, so, and then, uh, <laughs> the, the other thing I, that's exciting around my shop is, um, I, I don't, I don't know if I mentioned it before, but my, my roof has been leaking on my shop for a while, and my landlord finally put a new roof on the building, and it's raining right now, so I'm very excited to go in tomorrow and to not have everything wet. Uh, 
Well, I believe, you, I believe uh, you mentioned that as far back as your um, whiskey cabinet video where you're upstairs playing like the rich guy with a cigar and the whiskey cabinet in the dim light of the upstairs. And you, I think you mentioned it then. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. that was He's actually doing my, the stalker thing again. That was actually my living room, and that was before I was in that shop. Whatever. That's, my you know, my, my like version sounded bar, way cooler. <laughs> Also, I don't think you made a video about that. How did you know yeah. that? Bro? <laughs> yeah, that was date night. Yeah. <laughs> Phil, how about you? Um, so I, I uh, made my second video in the, like the last week. So I'm really on a roll here. The uh, I have to say that the that the camcorder and Tim we were talking about sort of tech questions before the podcast. This camcorder really lets me move and groove quickly in making a video, and it's and it's awesome. I'm really happy with it. It's like not the best camera in the world by any means, you don't but want it's a dedicated video camera, and yeah. it and it looks it's very decent. So I'm I'm super happy. You um, want a the video that I, camera in your shop? I mean, because then you know you're getting sawdust in it. Yeah, you're right. Because I even see it on this one, and I'm like, yeah. does nothing. Yeah, or like I, I, epoxy finger on the buttons. That's what I always have. For those like who don't know what's going on, Phil is mimicking blowing dust off of his camera. You're welcome. Thank you. Thank you, Phil. Continue, Phil. Uh, thank you. So uh, the last video was my cop out to the uh, <laughs> to the Jason Payne build where Tim thumbs downed my video, but that's fine because <laughs> I definitely deserved it. <laughs> you know, I got to tell you, he sent so much stuff, and it was so great, but. I'm mentally so drained right now just from... Well, I was going to say, uh, this is something we need to make clear to everybody that's listening. The idea of us doing the Priority Box Challenge was to inspire other folks to do yes, it with themselves. So, <laughs> right. yeah, it's not us doing it. It was actually, here's an idea. Get get some makers that you're friends with, that you're close to, and make some videos of it. Because I have I have no doubt there's going to be some amazing things out there. So we just kind of mentioned that again. It's like, okay, we've done it twice. Come on. Come on, people. Let's let's see some videos about your own priority box challenge. Yeah. I think that would be cool. And that way I could feel less bad. The the stuff that's left over in my box, I'm going to pack it up and mail it to someone. Because there's, I, there's oh, a, I'm just Oh, let's mind. both of us do that and mail it to Phil. <laughs> no, dear God. <laughs> make an 8 by 10 You can make a poster. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know, what, you know, I'll light this one. No, in the show, but notes, I hung that links... up. That picture's now in my shop. It's beautiful. Put in the show notes. Put links to all three of our videos, so people who don't know what we're talking about and didn't see it oh, can go idea. and uh, and check it out. Oh, thanks, Cause man. Because I, I think there are people that listen to this podcast that don't follow. I don't us know if anybody's things. ever let, made a link to my video before. That's that's kind of nice. No, I've deleted. You know what? I don't want to. I don't want to take you out of your comfort zone. We're going to leave yours out. <laughs> although, although uh, Jason Payne, who who I guess you could say uh, hosted the this challenge, yes. did declare Bill the cheater loots the winner because uh, I'm calling him the cheater because he used materials that were not included in the priority box, but it was really cool. So you're, you're all I have to say is that if if I can use my imagination to help inspire anybody, it's well worth the trauma that I get from you two. Wait, hang on, where's my violin? Oh my god. Jeez. What a, <laughs> what a martyr. Look at this guy. Oh my god. No, it was it was a really cool idea and it was like it was it, within the spirit of the game, absolutely. So that was it, it was, was very well done. By far yeah. the best. Absolutely. I mean it, it was like not it even was close. Fun. Yeah. It was, it was fun. I do see into the future. I don't know if I mentioned that in the video. <laughs> see into the future with him. But no, your little guitar amp is great. That's you know. 
Look at this guy. What a gracious winner. <laughs> nice guy. Uh, it was a lot of fun to do, and yeah. I'm sorry that I that I couldn't do more with it. But really, I I, I was I was running on fumes there, boys. I got to tell you. But technically, I did use everything. So you know what? And you actually had people backing you up on that. There was yeah. there was there was people saying Phil used everything in the box. That's right. Do you remember absolutely? The, so. Do you remember the show Cheers? Yes, I do. Yeah, I know you do. Um, what was the yeah. man's name? I, uh, Cliff. Cliff Clavin. Cliff Clavin. He got onto Jeopardy once in this one episode, and uh, and they get to the final. He's like killing. He's like ten thousand points. Everybody else is like negative a thousand. And they get they ask the question. They say that the you know the answer is like these three names. You know, like a French poet, like some Russian czar, and like some other name. Uh, th- these three people have this in common, and it's these three just random people. And he he's stumped. He doesn't know it. So he writes his the answer down is um, who are three people that have never been in my kitchen? And I, <laughs> and that's like by default. He technically right, the judges, won. Right. <laughs> but that's kind of what I thought of when I saw your picture. <laughs> oh, yeah. It was definitely pedantic. That's for sure. <laughs> now that you think about it, Phil got a little bit of Cliff Clavin going on with that hairdo. Fun fact. John Ratzenberger happens to be the richest by far of any of the people who starred in Cheers. Oh, my God. Yeah. All he, those cartoon movies? All the Pixar films? Bingo. And he had right. that show, The Ratzenberger, where you toured the factories? Did you it's from the one? Toy Story movies, to be fair. That's well, yeah, but he had that show, which oh. was great. He he would it was like a how it's made kind of. Show. Even Ted Danson, Ted Danson has been on so many movies and TV shows. Yeah, it's not Pixar. It wasn't money, in though. Toy Story though. Yeah. Oh. Pixar. Not even one of them. Yeah. It's George Lucas money. That's right. Speaking of Pixar and Toy Story, I just what did I just watch with Tom Hanks in it? That was amazing. Um, Toy Story. No, oh, Saving Private Ryan. I know that's <laughs> been out for a long time. <laughs> but we just watched it the other night. It was so good. Don't spoil it. It's I'm just saying. <laughs> Don't tell us what happens to Matt Damon. They saved him. <laughs> what? Dude. Too soon. Um, okay, anyway, so I just released a video this morning with, uh, with, with the blessing of the sponsor of the video. Uh, they really liked it, and the feedback's been great. I think, um, I think I'm going to be building a relationship with, with this company, Miles Craft. I'm very, very happy with the people that I'm dealing with. And... Um, and uh, and I th- and I think that there's been some good uh, good feedback on this video so far. I'm very happy with it. You should you should say something on the podcast. I mean, that's it's a good that's a good point. So basically, yeah. this video was a uh, was a review and comparison of the tiniest two pocket hole jigs that Miles Craft and that Craig make, and it was a head to head on it. So I've been using the Craig jig for I don't know two three years now, and this one I used for a day, and you know I kind of just. I compare them back and forth, but I have to tell you, I was heavily swayed towards the Milescraft, not because of the sponsorship, but it does happen to be a better product for four very specific reasons, and I'll let you watch the video to determine if you agree with me. And Go ahead I and leave do, a link to I that do. video in, as well. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Just, just Thank you, fill sir. it up with links. But yeah, no, you're right. There's some features yeah. that are on there that, that are great. You know? Yeah, yeah. I, I thought so. And, and like somebody asked me, he's like, uh, I think it was Sean from uh, from Cask. He goes. He goes. Did you ever think about upgrading to the to the K four? I was like, Yeah, I thought about upgrading to the K four, but it's a hundred fifty dollar jig. It's uh, you know, it's not the same. But I got, uh, <laughs> you know what? I got I got that the whole kit on sale. I forgot when, but I've had it for quite a few years now. Yeah. And it wasn't until the other day, and it, it came in like a little suitcase with the yeah. the thing and a little 
I paid 70 bucks for it, something like that. Um, plus it came with a box of screws. I mean, like another container for the miscellaneous screws. But anyway, I didn't know until you made this video today that I have, it came with also the little, the mini crate. The mini, yeah. Yeah, it's in there. I'm like, I always wonder what the hell that thing was because I couldn't figure out how to attach it to anything. I just left it alone. (laughs) Jackpot. It's really meant for repairs where you can't put the K4 or the K5 or you probably have the K3 somewhere, uh, you know, so you could put it to use to fix drawers or whatever. Something that's already still attached. Mm, Right. That makes sense. I have some aluminum one I picked up at the the home center once. It's got like two holes in it and I have it screwed to a two by four so I could just like screw the two by four to my bench and drop stuff in it. And it's, I never was happy with it. It never, like the whole... It always splits the wood. Like when you, I, I probably have the right screws or whatever. I don't know. But every time I, you like turn the screw, like I can get one more turn. I can get one more turn. And it like you're, cracks use, you're using, using, the, you're wrong using the wrong screws. Yeah. They, they make a skinnier head or something for them. No, it's they not make that. that it has to be well. That and the head has to be flat because it's going up. It has yeah. to. Go, it has to go meet like this. If it's a tapered head, like like a wood yeah. screw, it will just run right through it and split it. That's what's happening. That's true. So, so, it splits it. Yeah, top. it's got to be a yeah. cap head, cap Pen head, head screw. Panhead, Panhead, whatever you call it. Panhead. Like a sheet metal screw, but... Flathead. Yeah. Yeah, okay. sheet metal would work. Yeah. Sheet metal would work. I'll try that. Yeah. Uh, that's what, that is what I use. So, like, I have these one-inch Craig screws that I bought back in the day when I first started doing it, but for every other size, I just use these sheet metal screws. Yeah. And most of the time, they're self-tapping, and I get the one in five-eighths and the one in the quarter, and good to go for all the material sizes. Yeah, I'll have to try that next time. I, I very rarely have been in the position where I needed to make pocket jigs, but... I really, I really only ever use it for the step stools because I want it to be hidden, all hidden joinery, and it's plywood. So like, it's not like I'm going to be doing loose tenon joinery with it or anything. But it's well, been but rock you, solid but for you, me. You paint those, so couldn't you just go right through the top and plug them? I could, but it's half inch Baltic, so I don't, you don't, I don't think it'd be of, enough meat. Yeah, because well, you could putty them, but then that's that doesn't work good. Yeah. This is so fast, like it's so fast, really. Yeah. It's, no, it's I agree. Eight if it was three quarters, I would built. say. Go a quarter inch in and plug it with a three eighths, yeah. you know, plug. But you're yeah, right. you're right because that's a better joint with the glue and stuff. But um, there ain't nothing wrong with pocket holes. Are some of the best, strongest joints out there. Period. I don't care what anybody says. It's, it's. I, don't I mean, the cabinet it. makers have been using them for how many years now, and yeah. like nobody's cabinets have fallen apart. You got to use it for the right thing, and that's it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That never bothered me any. I just don't like have them exposed. Apparently, that's ugly. I know, like Tim says, my my step seals are painted, and I yeah. uh, so I don't plug them because everything's underneath. Well, they're on the underside, and they do make those they're plugs. On the so you could plug them if they were on the underneath yeah, side. Worth it. You yeah. can also use just the regular dowels to plug them with. It's not a secret. That's true, and then you just know, cut them flush. You know how yeah. I've made pocket hole jigs? Is you know the um the the drill that you know with the boring like the countersink drill. If I, yeah. I just do them with that, um, like I, I prefer work. that over using my jig. I just you, you start it and you turn it, and you know. And just yeah. go in and uh, I made very good. Izzy did a video way. once where he turned a drill bit into like a pocket hole drill bit, and he ground it down and everything to get the little point oh, off of get it. The two sides, yeah. I never, I don't do that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Hmm. yeah Bill, what are you working on? Because I think this could have led very easily into the uh, into the topic, but I want to hear from Bill first. Then, what are you working on? I love you, Phil. <laughs> Thank you. Well. I am working on um, my next guitar, which is going to be a license plate guitar. So I'm uh, I'm having fun with that. Um, Vernon Whitehead sent me a uh, license plate from Texas, and Keith Decent sent me a, and I'm going to use Keith's first, uh, a license plate that's from Pennsylvania, but it says void on it. It's just cool. It's just a license plate that says void. How cool is that? Cool. That is cool. Yeah, that is cool. so 
I'm going to make a, a, a license plate guitar and uh, I got to figure out, it's going to be a little bit more challenging to get a pickup in there because it's metal. And I don't want to screw it up. I want it's it to look aluminum. nice so and tight and trim. And... Oh, no, no. I know that. But it's just, I, you know, it's it's not Wait, a cigar box. This is steel. Vernon Whitehead sent me a metal steel one because I have it stuck to my cabinet with magnets. Keith Deason sent me one that is aluminum. Really? So the, Yeah, aluminum. it depends upon what prison they get made in, I guess. Yeah. Huh. What country steel. the prison's in, maybe. But, uh... Yeah. But anyway, so that's that's what I'm working. Nothing special. I put out the the video, uh, like you did about the uh, amp thing, and that's it. And then I did yard work all day yesterday. Fun yard work. Yeah, and I took it. I took my time. I'm getting a little older now, so you know, picking up those weeds and pushing that lawnmower. I took a break. You know, pushed the lawnmower a couple feet. Stop. Sit down. Have a sandwich. Talk to the neighbors. So yeah, I mowed so the lawn. Took me eight hours. This week is uh, <laughs> dear God. So our topic this week, into transition from what we were talking about before, uh, you know, Bill's little foray there uh, into yard work, is uh, we called it we called it upclaimed uh, shop fixtures or shop furniture or shop things. You know, so basically, and we called it upclaimed because we couldn't decide on if what's better, reclaimed or upcycling. And there's a very big difference. I'm going to let Bill tell us what the difference between upcycled and reclaimed is. Upcycled is a better idea because I came up with it, and reclaimed is not as good an idea because you came up with it. Do you want to maybe define them beyond? Oh, all right, yeah, all right, fine. To me, reclaimed is, materi- is material. It's when you get barn wood, you run it through the planer, you now have material that you can use to build something. Upcycling is finding a table on the side of the road, it has a broken leg, and you make something else out of it. There's no value. You make something worthless worth money what tim made for the uh priority box challenge that's a perfect example of upcycling i feel like it's more like downcycling he <laughs> took something that had some potential value <laughs> and made it definitely worthless i, I think i'm gonna have to agree with you on that one <laughs> so that means so if there's upcycling and there's downcycling there must be some side cycling it's just called cycling, and you know you get really fit. Your legs get stronger. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, so you know, uh, as far as I'm concerned, my entire shop is basically built from reclaimed material. I took something and I stripped down, whether it's plywood or or pallets. Like my first shop, I guess shelving unit. I was going to call it cabinets, but it doesn't have doors, so it's a shelving unit. Is literally made out of. Uh, it's made out of this old plywood for the shelves, and the carcass is made out of plywood slats that were glued together to make wider slats. And uh, and all the other plywood in my shop is all reclaimed plywood. So I feel like that's the easier sort of way to get material to build stuff, but there's no reason why you can't find a table on the side of the road and turn it into a router table, which would be upcycling. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, most of my shop is upcycled. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's... The desk I have now where where we do the podcast is actually two upcycled uh, kitchen cabinets with some cut-off plywood pieces mm-hmm. uh, for top. My bench is – I found it in the trash literally and put it in here. Then after it was too big and it was on my, got in my nerves, I cut it in half. Um, yeah, so I mean it's, it's there's a difference. Oh, for sure there's a difference. Um, but the important thing, obviously, is to do one, the other, or both, because that's basically what we're about. Yeah. But I, I thought it would be fun, because we've been talking a lot about sort of uh, ideas and and how to do things that are more on the business side and maybe more on the relationship side 
of of making that we could talk about something a little bit more, as Tim would call it, meat and potatoes, because you know, he <laughs> likes meat. Um, you know, well, and- let me let me start off with my latest thing, and I just did this recently. I put it in Instagram. I took a uh, I had a an, an old metal table frame. It was like stew, um, tube steel, and it was just a frame that was, I don't know what it was for, and it was. I, garbage i i took it i thought i would cut it up i would have so i kept this frame whole and then when i started thinking about it i've got i got uh a, a different air compressor that's much quieter than my older one i'm like okay i got this planer i've got this air compressor i've got all these separate tools and i, I wanted to make some kind of a cart for it well when i looked at this table the way it sat if i flip this frame upside down i can weld wheels to the bottom i can put uh some cabinet parts of an old armoire board that I haven't used and I made those. So now I've got on that thing, I've got my sander, my, um, my oscillating sander. I've got my air compressor. Um, I've got my belt sander. All of those three big heavy tools are on one cart. And then I found another table. That's like a little office table that you adjust up and down. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you know what I'm, I mean, I know, it's kind of yeah, like yeah. a school room, almost like a lunchroom type table. Yeah. Um, but anyway, I, Cut that apart, braced it with a piece of scrap of plywood, put some wheels on it, and that holds my planer now. So, I mean, that to me is upcycling. That is literally taking – yeah. Well, I I thought it would be cool to sort of talk about some of the the projects that we've done for our shops, either reclaimed or, uh, you know, upcycled. I just did. You just did, right? So I thought that's what we sort of do as a a roundtable. That that was fun. Uh, You know, so I recently – and I've just been on vacation for the last couple of weeks, got to spend some time with the family, got to spend some time in the shop, which was great. And what I did was I completely reorganized the shop. Um, I built I built another sort of shelving unit that replaced the little one, moved the little one over. I mean, you can see it in the, in the video that I did today, but I did all kinds. I moved the jointer from one side, moved the bandsaw to the other side, got rid of this old crappy plastic shelving unit that was caked with dust and had like three things on it and it was just horrible and instead that's where I put the jointer so the shop is pristine now you literally could eat off the floor I've never been happier there's still more to do but it's just so great to you know make those steps to move forward into a shop where you're where you're happy where you're not walking around going eh, I should I really should do this I really it'd be a lot better if I could get that out of the way I finally feel like I'm in a place where I'm, I'm sort of really proud of the space and it's really organized really well. I got to tell you, the, the video today, um, in a way, reminded me of Gib Clark because you look so much younger and stronger in that clean environment. It's almost like hospital pristine. And, you know, Gib just recently cut his hair and shaved. Same thing. I mean, everybody listening to the podcast knows Gib, so that's 100% yeah. a good yeah. analogy. It's a good analogy. Yeah. <laughs> I love Gib, so, but you're just silly. <laughs> I know, Tim. I know you are. Your shop is pretty much all upcycled. Well, no, I bought most of it at IKEA. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and I have a lot of Allen wrenches left over. Um, yeah, I mean, that, like, I mean, I think that most people's shops, even people that aren't necessarily upcyclists, quote unquote, or reclaimers, uh, tend to do the same sort of thing. You know, you find a a good bank of kitchen cabinets somewhere, and you put them in your shop. Like that's you know. Yeah. So that's basically what my shop is, is it's all, you know, the kitchen cabinets that were thrown away and, and, you know, none of them match, of course. 
Uh, I have this like an old like grandpa workbench that I picked up for a few bucks at my favorite junk store. I was like, oh, it's an eight foot long workbench already, and you know I could buy this lumber for a hundred bucks, or I can pick this up for twenty five and not do the labor, you know. Um, and uh, I have a nice like one table that I have my my uh, metal lathe on is a nice uh, like buffet, like a mahogany buffet. Uh, mm-hmm. Lovely, yeah, it's, it's beautiful, like a china hutch. It, yeah, and it, well, yeah. it has the it has like the like the lion head like little drawer poles and stuff. It's ridiculous, you know, stunning. And you know, and then I have like even like a whole wall of my shop was built out of an old fence because I was too cold in there. I couldn't heat the entire space, so I built a wall halfway around it with this just like a, a an old you know, kind of half round cedar fence. But so that's not, I mean, you know, I guess the goal for me now is like, at first I just did it because it's like, I I had to do it and make it. And now that it's, everything's there now this, you know, it's always changing, evolving like location stuff, but I'm trying to make it look better. So it just Mm. doesn't look like a bunch of crap. I picked up off the side of the road and, and put together. And so that's always, that's kind of the appeal for me. Well, it it was for me at first, but now I'm trying to like refine the, the craptitude, oh. <laughs> I see. you know, as, uh, I mean, it's, I love to say like, Oh, check this out. I got it for free off the, the, the streets of Connecticut, <laughs> you know, like, uh, you know, the mean, the streets. mean streets of yeah. Connecticut, a couple of them are, <laughs> I, I like to, you know, I like to say that like, Oh, and I like it when you make things and you can still tell what it was, but I'm just trying to like to bring the finish level a little higher. And the main reason is because I make so many videos in the shop that I get tired of looking at it, looking junky. So like the first thing mm. is like I, I had some OSB walls. One wall is all OSB that the landlord had put in. I painted it white. Like what a difference that made. You know, it was just some leftover. I was gonna say just paint, paint paint all the cabinets the same color. Yeah, Vance had painted them for me once when he was about three. <laughs> 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 they look pretty good. I kind of don't want to paint over that. One of them's all black. <laughs> but uh, but what I what I have been doing in this is that I try to have it um, because I have the space is to have it so it's like waist high. So from the, the the waist down is where everything is ug- ugly and, and upcycled, and and then the waist up for filming reasons is where the walls are white and there's nothing hanging. Sure, out. that's that's been my a nice veneer, right? That's been my direction, you know, lately. I've just been trying to optimize sort of workflow the way I had it before, and listen to how crazy I was at this point. Um, I had my table saw, which is really it's really wide. I mean, I got super lucky with this table saw that I bought. And it's, it's got an entire wing, that router table, the whole thing goes out to like, uh, I think it's like 50 inches wide, the whole thing. And then I had the bandsaw right next to it. So if I had to squeeze in between the bandsaw and the table saw to get to the entire sort of real shop of my shop. And I was thinking, you know what, maybe what I should do is I should cut off 20 inches off of the table saw, no. get rid of that whole wing, <laughs> and then butt that up against the wall, and then I'd have all this room to walk in and out. And so that was sort of the the craziness that was going on in my head. And then and then I was like, hey, you know what? If I get rid of this shelf, move the jointer here, move the bandsaw there, and now it's like wide open. The table saw didn't go anywhere, and I didn't lose any of that cut capacity. So it's sometimes, you have a tiny space too. You've got half yeah, a garage, right? I have half a two car garage. Right. But now that I've optimized it, and I think that's the critical word here: is optimize is like to take something and to and to make it functionally better. It's the ultimate functionally better garage. Right. The last, but it's never the last one ever. But now that I've done that, it's like, it's a totally different space and I'm so happy in it. It's just, I think the problem is we get fixated, right? So this is the problem I'm looking at and, and there's no other way to fix it except for doing this. 
But if you take a step back and you realize, hey, maybe if I change something else, that will solve this problem. Kind of like a like a domino effect kind of thing. Not to promote Festool or anything. <laughs> Call us. Dad jokes. Uh, well, I... I know one advantage I have, and and I'll fully admit it, I know you guys have actually four seasons. And my shop, in order for me to have room in it, everything's on wheels except my bench. Everything else literally has wheels on it so I can move all these carts around. I can make room. I can put whatever I'm not using out in the driveway. Even if it's raining, I can move everything to one side of the garage so I I have more room, um, which has allowed me to have way more tools than should be in my garage. Yeah. I mean, it's just, well, yeah, but, when I, but I, I live in California. I mean, yeah, right. I'm definitely lucky. I, but you know, some interesting innovations, especially that one that you showed me about the, about the metalworking vice. So yeah. Being able to put on it. And then, so that's sort of given me a whole other workbench, you know, like normally when you've got a metalworking vice, it needs to be bolted down to a table. You can't just have it sitting on top of something, but that little angled piece and then putting it right into the wood vice has given me a whole other workbench whenever I need to work on metal. So those yeah. kinds of little innovations that let you make your space larger than it actually is. Yeah. And for you, the innovation is the casters, right? You just move them out, yeah. move everything out, they make space and do your thing and then put it all back in. I have to use the space that I have as smart as I possibly can. Right. So building up, building out, like putting as many hanging fixtures and shelves to put away all the tools so, so that's what's allowed me to make my space bigger. Yeah. And I'm sure, Tim, you've done something similar. Well, in my, my first shop was a one-car garage. It was 220 square feet. And, uh, and it was, right. you know, I opened up outside. I ended up, I actually built a four-by-eight table in my driveway. And my neighbors loved it. It was made, made out of pressure-treated plywood and, and four-by-fours and stuff. And, uh, and I just sat in my driveway all year. And I would just, I just worked outside in the cold. I would wheel stuff in and out. Same as, you know, so the wheels right. were always a thing. And um, that was that was the whole thing. And so then when I moved into my shop, I'm in now. I was like, I don't want to ever have to pick up the vice off the floor to put it on top of the table and bolt it down again. Like I have the space right. now, so I can create stations. And so my whole journey there has been about the efficiency in stations. And then as in my buddy's shop, he's a, a luthier. He restores uh, uh, double bases and, and stuff like that. Like real, like fine woodworking, highly skilled guy. And he had set up in his the right in the center of his shop. He had his bandsaw, a uh, a drum sander, and something else like a lathe, like the like the strangest thing you would expect to see. And he had them right in the middle of the shop, but they're in like a pyramid shape, so they're all like they're they're basically non-used, where the material doesn't go corners, all jutted together. So you could walk in and out between mm-hmm. them. Mm-hmm. If you're on the bandsaw, the wood went right over the lathe. You know, if you're at the lathe, it doesn't matter because your back is to the drum sander. If you're at the drum sander, the wood went right over the 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 bandsaw. It, it was like some like things like that that are like really eye opening. It's like and none of these things are moved. They're not on wheels. They're not rattling around on you. He's like, this is where they are, and they have full range. You know. Yeah, that's really yeah, smart. Yeah, it, it was really smart. Whereas I, but I'm like too. I don't want to say OCD, but because that gets overused. But I'm like, I like to push everything against the wall. I want to have this open. I want to have open areas. Yeah. And so I do what Bill mm-hmm. does. I have everything. Everything's on wheels. It all goes against the wall. If I need to use it, I pull it out. I use it. I put it back. You know. Right. See, my shop is weird in that – well, it's not weird. I'm sure a lot of people have this. But I basically only have two physical real walls. Right. Right? So yeah. so the other two walls are like a curtain, <laughs> like a, a tarp that I use as a curtain to sort of keep the dust in. Although I have to say the air cleaner and the dust collector have made a world of difference in my shop. Like there have been no more complaints from my wife, which is amazing. Mm. Uh, so I've got a tarp. <laughs> 
and I've got a garage door that I unplugged. That one doesn't open anymore, so I just lean my all my material against it, and that's what that wall does. But all to say is, like, most a lot of people have at least three yeah. walls with their garage. So, you know, you could push tools against that third wall. I can't do that. So my my third wall where the tarp is sort of, I don't know, is weird in that I can't hang anything else up there. So I've got to use the other two walls as smart as I possibly can. Mm, absolutely. You know, like again, I'm yeah. I'm lucky. I have the space where I don't have to clutter the 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 upper, I you know, stratosphere of my shop. I can keep everything in drawers below because I have that that footprint. You know, and but that was right. when I was in my old shop. Yeah, I mean, stuff was stacked floor to ceiling. You know, it was just yeah. every square inch. Well, I try to be as as clean as possible. So so everything is really high, right? So basically, I need a step stool if I want to go up and grab the circular saw because it's on a on a shelving unit at the top. See that would, that, so would that way at least angry. at my height. <laughs> that would just make me angry. If I, had to, if I had to get a ladder to get a tool, I would just get angry. <laughs> well, you're an angry person, very, very, yeah, very yeah. angry person. Yeah, I'm very angry that you're angry. Uh, what, what was the thing you were saying before? Why am I so cynical? Yeah, I hate it when I'm cynical. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, uh, but to be honest with you, I'm five foot six. It does not bother me to have. Oh, to Oh, you're use used to it. Um, <laughs> um, use exactly when I need to brush my teeth. You know, <laughs> you know, wash my hands. All, all that. Stuff. <laughs> what about this? Let me let me bring this one up because this one's been a very popular one for a very long time. the the old The old tool wall. So my tool wall is made from uh, reclaimed plywood that's that's uh, bolted to the stud, not bolted, but screwed to the studs. And then I use hard all scrap hardwood or reclaimed hardwood. I've had to make the tool holders, and I freaking love this thing. It replaced my pegboard, and I could not be happier with it. What about you guys? I have that was um, on one wall of my garage is some funky butt cabinets and a long bench with pegboard that's part of the house, so I really can't – I'm renting. I can't do anything with that. So my pegboard is – there's no rhyme or reason to it, and it <laughs> changes – on a regular basis. I mean, uh, yeah. And then I, 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 the other, the back wall is where I have my desk where we're doing the podcast and the other side, washer and dryer and some tools. So it's, and then, uh, the, the landlords at some point put up, um, it, it's got the roof rafters that go one way. Well, diagonally they put it, they screwed up a bunch of boards to it. I've got things, I got so much stuff stuffed in each of the little nooks and crannies in between the rafters throughout the entire garage. So, right. I saw, I was at a, a my friend's house. It was his, his father's basement and they were kind of, I got some wood from there. They're kind of cleaning it out. He's, you know, up in years. And, and he had, this is like the most ingenious thing for you, Bill. He had between the, the, the floor joists that are above your ceiling, your ceiling joists, I guess you call them because there's not a floor above it. And your right. rafters are like, you know, 18 inches or whatever, whatever that gap is. He had pieces mm-hmm. of wood, just like uh, like lath, like you know, like one by twos or whatever, but like four to six inches long. Right. He had them screwed in on either side on just one screw, so you could turn like a lever. And so, and then he had um, there were the uh, paper boxes, you know, like the the what like reams of paper come in those box lids. Um, mm-hmm. He had right. those cardboard boxes; they fit right in between his rafters, and so he had those boxes just full of all sorts of junk. And so you'd push it up, and you just turn these two pieces of wood, one on either side, and hold it in the ceiling. He had them all just lined up, all in his rafters, all these boxes, and he had written on the boxes he had what was in there. So you just you just put your hand underneath it, one, two, you turn the two pieces of wood, and you pull it right down, and it was just like there's all your screwdrivers or whatever. It was the most 
I don't I don't have the spinning action, but I do have the lad thing, and I do have the little cardboard box um, that sloped down at the end. You know, yeah. the kind of like mail order or organizers, yeah. cardboard organizer boxes, and I've got a bunch of those that I just set right, up there. It, but I mean, I've got it's almost like a chest of drawers. I've got all my ceiling. clamps are up there. Yeah, yeah hmm. I mean, you need there's, a there's just film. a lot of stuff up there. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. I definitely would. no. It's fine. That's fine. Um, I'm, I'm okay with that. Yeah, you know, here's here's one uh, to to sort of get into the the tofu again. Of of uh, in my shop, I have the two bays. I have one that's storage, and then one that is you know my workshop. So the storage one is the one that's a freaking disaster, and that's where it's like floor to ceiling just junk. You know, I try to keep my work area a little clean, but that's and uh, the first thing I did when I moved in there is um my neighbor was he's a contractor and he was like renovating a house, and one of the things that happens when you renovate houses is all the doors get thrown out. They don't, they just buy new doors, you know? So he had like a dozen doors. He's yeah. like, you want them? I was like, yeah. So I took all those doors and I took some fence, four by four fence posts and I just screwed the doors to the walls. I cut four by four fence posts, like 36 inches and put one under each corner in the front. And I just stacked them up. I have all along the wall, just shelves made of just doors. The doorknobs are still on them and everything. Doors. They're, they're cheap. Retaining clips. Well, yeah. yeah. <laughs> right. You can bunch of doors. They're, they're cheap. They're free. Just and they're solid wood, you know, or even the hollow ones. Just make shelves out of them. It's a whole whole room full of door shelves. Cost me like nothing, and I just threw them together in like twenty minutes. I had an entire like pallet rack system of shelves in twenty minutes. That is a great idea. I don't have room for that, but that is a great idea. Yeah, I think that's different. Just a car outside, you'll have plenty of room. (laughs) She she doesn't even park in the garage anymore. So like she can't. Oh, it's all the kids' stuff, right? Where are you going to put that on the doors? Like the the, the strollers. Where you have the, the one one set of doors. Winter, winter time, she got to park inside, doesn't she? Only on uh, absolutely freezing days because she's got like a car's big now. So yeah, a lot of kids. Only I can park it in. Well, I mean, sure she could, but she she does not want what's to. What's she driving? Up? So on days where we're gonna have storms, she has a pathfinder. That's not that big. That's pretty big. Our garage is weird. Okay, so on the. On the uh, next, let's say, the garage door railings, right, there is two inches on the outside of each one of those. There's, like, no additional room. So it's very, very tight. It's, yeah, you can't open the door. You got the kids are trying to get the kids in and out. Exactly. So you gotta you got to park diagonal to open the doors. So you need to build yourself a nice storage shed to keep the uh, strollers and the... But then it's you not know easy what? access. You know what? You know what we should do? We should challenge Phil because you are the king of reclaimed, right? Your shop is reclaimed materials built into furnishings and fixtures that are very suitable and super organized. Well, we should challenge you to upcycle something to make a shed to store some of the stuff you're not using. You upcycle a shed. You have to make a shed. Get four pallets and there's four walls and then put a piece of plywood on top. That's upcycled. Upcycled shed. Yeah, I was thinking about making a shed. I built a shed once. It was what fun. I might do is take those pallets, take all the slats off. Let's see, you're back to reclaiming again. I sure am. <laughs> That's my wheelhouse. <laughs> yeah, I would do it that way too. But I, I have seen people where they they, they they take pallets and screw them together and like chink them or whatever. And I, I'm I'm more yeah. on your with yeah. that. I, no, I'm gonna I want to build my own shape. I don't want to use this shape. You know. I've I've seen some people take pallets and screw them together, but they they made them interlock and they're yeah. awesome. And it's like you, it looks like one giant. It looks like a structure. 
the way they, the way you well, do. Well, you it. get the right. Yeah, it's all know? the pallets are the same, the same <clears throat> company and stuff, and they're all uniform. Yeah, you can you can make something pretty cool. It's a nice blue check pallets. Yeah. 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 Well, I only <laughs> you know I only work in you know South African pallets now. You know, cocoa ball. Of course, are. rosewood <laughs> definitely. <laughs> I, don't, I don't even know what cocoa. <laughs> It's from the pre-show. Where... Oh, I know it's from the pre-show, but I don't know where the wood grows. I don't know, I don't know if it's South America. Or oh, Brooklyn. okay. Coca doesn't doesn't a tree grow South in Brooklyn? What's that? Doesn't a tree grow no, in Brooklyn? <laughs> I think many trees grow in Brooklyn. Uh... Hey, speaking of trees, I didn't I didn't mention that in the the what we've been up to was that I had that uh, I I posted some pictures on Instagram and stuff that I, one of my customers tore out their entire deck to put in a um a, a synthetic oh deck. yeah yes. what was it yeah, in you... the end um what's that what was well, it in what the i end? believe it to be is um kumaru who i think it was uh, i think it was james jacobs uh shogun jimmy i think that came up with that and and so i looked that one up because it's definitely south american some of the boards are ipe um Wow. And uh, well, you know, but the decking stuff isn't that expensive. It's like usually like about two bucks a foot for like that, like or three bucks a foot. But still, you know, it's, but still, it's I mean, it's it's real, you know, South African hardwoods and stuff that are you know weather resistant. So you know, the customers say mahogany. Some people, I think it's Kamara because when I looked that up in the wood database, it says that it kind of has this like interesting like cinnamony smell, almost like a vanilla and cinnamon smell. And this wood had a very distinct smell. I never smelled before, which made me start questioning whether it was mahogany or not. Are you sure? Are you sure Gwen wasn't just baking something at the same time? Yeah, because she were... bakes at home, and this is at my workshop, so <laughs> that oh, makes a lot more yeah. sense. But uh, so I have like you know, yeah. I mean, something like eight hundred like square feet of this stuff. Um, I gave some away. I gave some to wow. board feet. Uh, no square feet. Square feet. Four hundred fifty board feet. Um, depending on you measure, yeah. Wow, this is a rough guess. I, I I had to use some of it to make her. I made. A, I'm making a video of it too. A, a, a bar cart to go back on her deck because. The story's great that, like, here's my old deck and, you know, the bar cart's made out of it, you know. Cool. M- maybe you can make a shed for uh, Phil. There's probably enough, but. There's a lot of synergy here, guys. I think there's a lot of synergy for Grab you to get to over to my binder. house and build me a shed. And my truck couldn't carry the wood home. I had to, that was the story I wanted to tell him that what you're up to. I totally forgot about it. Is that, I, so the, and I did a whole Instagram story about it, but I know not a lot of people see that. So I, I get down there and it's like an hour mm. from home. I actually didn't know you did those, and that was the oh, one yeah. I watched. Was you going to get that? It was like 130 yeah. degrees that day, or whatever. And I drive my non-air conditioned truck with no radio an hour to go pick up this wood, and I'm hanging out with him for a while. We're talking about plants that we're going to build. All I can say, all I can say is, you need to just you need to grow a pair, pal, because I've been on the freeway with a truck where the the front end is so light, it's like you hit a bump and the wheels come up a little bit. He, he's all, oh, I'm on the freeway and I think it's a little too top well, heavy. You don't know what top heavy is, you kids what nowadays. I do know is I'm in a 45 year old pickup truck and I have children. That's what I know. I just don't play that game anymore. When I was younger, I used to ride in the back of vans across. It's country. not. A, it's not a game, Tim. It is a skill. It is a grown skill. It's just like any other skill. But it was no. It was some of those boards are 18 feet long, and my truck is a short bed, and so there was just way too much on, and they're wobbling as every bump. Was like, <laughs> so I pull right on the highway. I get up to about 50. I was like, I can do 50 all the way home, and everybody's gonna hate me, but whatever. And every bump in these pothole filled Connecticut roads, like just. Felt like I was going to just go right up in the air. And so I was like, all right, screw that. And so I pulled off wow. and I was like, I'll back road for a while. And I was like, this is going to take me forever. And so I just I pulled up in a hardware store and I just <laughs> said to the guy, I said, I'm an upcyclist. You know what that means? I work with Reclaim Wood. He's like, yeah, yeah, I know a guy like that. I'm like, you do. He's a customer, right? He's like, yeah, Darren. I'm like, 
Tell, do you think Darren wants about 400 feet of this mahogany? <laughs> and, uh, I said, because I'm, if, if, you, if you don't mind, I'll leave it behind your store if you lend me a saw so I can cut some of these boards in half. I'll cut them in half, and I'm going I'm wow. to keep half, and I'm going to give you the other half. And, uh, and the guy's like, really? I'm like, he's like, if you just want to come back for it later, you can. I'm like, no, I like giving things to people. I was like, you know, so like, let me, you know, let me, he, so he lends me a handsaw. I go out there and I, I, you know, I just cut all these 18 foot boards in half. I put half of them in my truck and I put half of them on, on a rack that he's got behind his store. And I left my card on the saw and I was just like, I sent, hey, let, you know, send me a picture of what you make out of this. And so I, you know, I just left, left the guy. And he's like, he's like, I'll hold it for you if you want to come back in a week or two or whatever. I was like, no, no, just give it to the guy. So I gave the guy like probably like 400. People are really wood. nice where you no, live. No, I'm the only one. Yeah. I think it might just be you. <laughs> wow. But, but I just thought like, this is you. Cause I was like, you know, the guy was like, you know, cause I, that was what I was initially going to ask him. I had a friend that lived in that town. I was, I was driving to my friend's house and I was going to go leave it there and then come back for it later with a saw. And, uh, and so the lesson learned yeah. is always keep a saw in your truck, you know, but, um, yeah, and so that was where I was heading. So I was taking back roads <laughs> to my buddy's house to go leave half the load there because the back roads are fine. And and um and then I passed that horse. And I just had that idea. I was like, this guy knows someone, and I can get on the highway here and get home faster than going all the way to my buddy's house, you know. And uh, so I was just like, how awesome would that be? Because wouldn't wouldn't both of you, wouldn't every one of you listening, just love to have that? Like your local hardware store just call you up, like you know, hey Mike, strangest thing just happened. Grab your truck and come on over here. Here's like five hundred dollars worth of free wood. Like I would love to have that happen to me, and I just did that for some dude, man. And so I just like feeling like, really happy. Yeah, Pay it I forward, love that you know? too. Doesn't that doesn't it, this? Okay, so this this brings up something for me. It's kind of it's a part shout out, part total goes with what you just did. Um, I recently had somebody tell me I was crazy for giving away tools. Ah. I've I've done that. I, I, I shipped, uh, Sebastian, uh, an old plane for cost me, I don't know, 80 bucks to get it to where he's at in Yugoslavia or whatever. Um, <laughs> I, I, I gave, I gave, uh, Anthony, my, uh, my Makita biscuit joint. I, I give tools away. It's, uh, you know, uh, Matthew Royer. I gave him my, my sprayer and it just, it's just a thing to do. It's, 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 I love to. Why not? Right. Cyclone. I'm not, you got the cyclone. Okay. Right. I got to give a shout out. I forgot last week and I'm, I, I'm just, I'm old and getting decrepit. Uh, Jim Rumsey. He's a, he listens to the show. He's a supporter in the community. He sent me, he, he texted me the other day. He says, Hey Bill, I want to send you something. Oh, that's really nice, man. Okay. Here's my address. You know, I'm thinking a sticker or maybe something, you know, a little sign or something. He sent me a true track system and not the four foot, but the eight foot. The entire system for True Track, yeah, and it's brand new. And the note says, "Hey, man, I was at a wood show and I got this." And then, like a week later, before I even opened it, because it's still unopened, uh, I was able to get like a track saw system off of Craigslist for a really good deal. And he's all, "And I've just never used this." And I mean, I'm floored by that. This is not a an expensive thing, you know. Mm-hmm. But this guy just sends me this this True Track system out of nowhere, and. That I know what it feels like to to give. It's a little bit harder sometimes mm. to receive, um, but I get it. And 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 Jim, I just wanted to give you that shout, man, and say thank you. And also, Phil, you had mentioned earlier we're gonna we're gonna can we call Chad uh, from Mancrafting an uh, an official sponsor of today's episode since all three of us got a custom reclaimed audio with our name. <laughs> yes, we can, Bill. 
Yes, we can. Yeti mug. Yeti mug. Yeah. And, and I know a lot of is other people, he, he was very generous and gave out. Is that what that is? Yeah. My, my, uh, the, I did the, not know. The yeah. woman who just gave me the uh, the deck was saying, like, oh, you should get a Yeti mug. Because I was talking about, like, I was like, oh, it's hot. And my filling up my mug. And I was like, the ice is going to melt, you know, when I was leaving. So I go, you should get one of those Yeti mugs. Now I have one. <laughs> well, as much as I like to think that Chad likes us the best, I think he gave away, like, 20 of them. He powder coats these things himself. Uh, he does the laser engraving. <laughs> and um he wasn't happy with the way the powder coat came on he's like you know instead of stripping these things back down i just and he listed a whole bunch of people that he gave them to uh check out mancrafting he's on facebook is uh, youtube instagram it's just mancrafting or go to mancrafting.com uh i know he does an amazing job phil like you with the whiskey, whiskey boxes he can personalize these mugs and some other items that he has check him out chad thank you brother yes. that was amazing i, I just I'm floored by the generosity of people like you, Tim, and you, Phil, and myself, and Chad, and Jim, and and all the other people, and Keith, and Vernon, and all these guys. You know, yeah, I can amazing. I can go I can walk through my entire shop and, and list about fifty names of things that people have just well, sent to me. Well, Maybe we'll, next week. We'll, yeah. we'll make it a video. <laughs> I'll give you high fives and hugs. Um, Paul Granger was he was at Duress's yes. uh, house with with Tony Rulo. Uh, for, for the, the TP raising and um, Vance has this Vance has been making uh, knives out of seashells and sticks and he wanted so much to teach someone how to do this besides me and, and uh, Paul sat down with Vance and, and Vance showed him how to do it and so <laughs> Paul made a, a, uh, a this this uh, seashell knife and then he left it on this on the chair all night and apparently Laura Comp got up this morning and picks the thing up and goes what is this a, a shelfie stick like it's got better puns in a second language than most, you know, was doing our first language. And, uh, and, so, and then, so I was like, Oh, Paul, don't forget your, your, your knife. And so he took it home and Vance like, Oh my God, don't forget your knife. You know, you worked really hard on that. And so he took it home and then he went and he just mailed Vance. Uh, he made Vance something in return. He took a, an electrical box. Um, like you would like, uh, you put some kind of junctioner in or whatever. And he, and he, were you yeah, circuit but, breakers? Like, not a yeah. great one. It's like a different one or something. It's got a key on it, you know. And he put a he made the V for Vance at a copper pipe, like and soldered onto the front of this thing, and then screwed it on. He gave him three keys. He actually stamped. I didn't even see it when I, we first looked at it. He actually stamped a V into each key, and he gave him keys. So it was like a little wow. like, lock box, like a little safe that he just like mailed to. Me. Wow. That's the kind of thing like. And that's why I was like, you know what? I have no idea who this Darren guy is or whatever, but like, I want to, I want to share that type of generosity in that that community and with people, even if I don't know them and never heard of them, even if they're not on quote you know, YouTube or who cares, you know what I mean? It's just like we're all, yeah, we're all out there and doing this stuff, and so I just, I love that. Yeah, I love giving away. I just gave away because we got the evolution saws got mailed to all three of us, so I gave away my other chop saw. I just gave it away last week. I love giving <clears> stuff away. Yeah, I'm giving my old chops out of my. Yeah, brother. Oh, your brother the. As soon as he gets his butt over yeah. here to get it, and soon, and then, and yeah, yeah, it's there seems to be <clears throat> the community lately seems to be um, everybody just telling stories of, of some generosity and, and good stuff. It's, so, it's fun. I feel like so it's many good. people gave so much to me. I'm just so happy when I have the opportunity to give back. You know, like like Jimmy. I mean, he gave me his table Amen. saw and he gave me all this stuff. And he's at his, he was at my my shop this weekend. I'm just like so I started loading him up with his deck, <laughs> like throwing up, throwing up Taylor's Jeep. Yeah, and you, you gave him the opportunity yeah. to clean was, up your like, shop. Hey, that was you know, really nice. <laughs> but yeah, it's like, hey, take the sawdust with you. Uh, but it was just like so nice. Like, yeah, <laughs> Seriously, was, take yeah, it out. No, no, faster. It was just so nice to be able to, to give back. <laughs> you know what I mean? I was like, oh, now you're in my shop. Now I can give you things, you know. Everybody that comes to my shop, they end up that is like, cool. leaving with something, you know. I think it's an amazing community, and I am uh, – 
and mm. humbled to be part of it. I absolutely Amen. love it. Okay, so uh, let's talk about uh, what we're watching. Let's see here. Bill, what are you watching? So I am watching um, – so I I met the – I, I, you know what? Most of my life I've been a big, big guy. Not really big, giant, you know, but I, I'm not a little person. I'm just not until I went to Atlanta and I realized that I'm not a very big person. So Derek Robertson – who is so, so, so generous in the community, so supportive. He has a YouTube channel. It's Bull City Woodworks. And he just had a giveaway for uh, 100 subscribers, I believe. Anyway, I love Derek. He is a giant. He's like, he's a large individual. He's very young, handsome, fit, just big guy. And it's just really super cool to meet people like that. Or just, he's kind of quiet and, you know. I got to hug him. It was great. There was a lot of there was a lot of little uh, 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 hugs and kisses going around. But anyway, check out Bull City Woodworks, Derek Robertson. Let's let's boost his numbers. He's a little channel. He's having fun with it. He's got some fun videos. Um, he even he even vlogged. I guess you would say it. He went to a, a concert in New York, and I'm trying to remember who it was, but it was like um, not Metallica. Oh, uh, Iron Maiden. Oh, sweet. It's. Yeah, I'm like, all right, Derek, he's rocking out. So anyway, Derek Robinson, Bull City Woodworks, love you, brother. Check him out. Subscribe to his channel. That's what I. That's what I want to watch. Mm, awesome, Tim. What have you been In, watching? When we did our our priority box challenge, I knew that my project was horrible. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't. I what? I, and I and so I I was like I wasn't sure how I was going to make the video interesting, and luckily, uh we were contacted by this young man from the band fun police and, and he sent us a link and it's uh, Brian, right? Uh, yeah. The name's yeah. Brian. Yes. Uh, and so he sent us a link to his band and he's like, yeah, we even have songs about like upcycling and stuff. And, and uh, I clicked on this one song and I was already working on the video cause I had finished it a little earlier than you guys. And I heard the song and I was like, I have to, Brian, you have to let me use this song. And uh, in, in this video, it was just like perfect. Everything about it is perfect. So if you haven't seen my video, go watch the video just so you can thumbs down it for Phil. And then you can go and follow and find the links to this band or you can find the links in our show notes. The Fun Police, uh, fantastic band out of, I think, Washington. Um, they have this like fun, yeah. like ska sort of sound. And, and uh, I just, I think they're just fantastic. And, and uh, Is Scott back? Because I really enjoyed ska when it was in. It's Scott never left. Scott never left. No. Scott never left. Definitely left. Like yeah. it left around nineteen ninety two thousand. There were a couple crossover bands. Still go. crossover bands that you know hit the charts, right? And so you know, but that happens with all these genres. Seems like Sublime. they hit the charts and then they disappear, but the genre doesn't go away just because they're not top forty. You know what I mean? Yeah. But that's yeah, what Phil. I mean. I meant like you know disappeared from the mainstream. No. You know, like the kids ain't listening to them uh, no more. Well, the kids, the kids. Will start. You know, it's funny, Tim. All the comments on that video. Like, oh, like what a all that comments on your awesome. video where people, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they're all they're all saying, "Wow, Tim, yeah. that's some good music you put yeah. on this yeah, video, no, dude." Good. Like yeah, they thought you fantastic. did it. And so that's yeah. Tim just said thanks. No, I worked I, hard at yeah. it. You know? That's Tim, <laughs> credit stealer. If anybody knows Tim, that's and his. When MO. I'm done doing that, I'm gonna be stealing wood from behind this this hardware store. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> eating a Funpolicemusic.com. Check them 
I am watching um, King Post Timberworks. So basically, this is like a real uh, this is a real shop. This is guys that do this for a living, and uh, and it's like it's a real cabinet shop. But uh, they do a tremendous job documenting all the things that they built. So the one thing, and you know, I say this all the time, sort of the YouTube algorithm brings me to people's channels and stuff. And one of them was this modern old chest of drawers or whatever. So it's dovetailed and there's a good mix of uh, machine, like hybrid woodworking, kind of like the, the spags way of doing things. So I thought that was just really interesting. And I mean, I, I'm not going to say that like it's the most innovative channel I've ever seen, but I just love, love, love woodworking and, and, and I love seeing people who love doing it, you know, in their elements. And that's what this was. So, uh, so there's a bunch of videos and they're really well done. So I enjoyed that. I wonder why it's not called DuckTales. What? <laughs> it's a good question. It's actually a good question. DuckTales. Why is I mean, it- why is it DuckTales? Why isn't it PigeonTales? It's like a... It's a well, dove's- it could be Peacock Tales, because well, Peacocks actually have that fan... That would be, you know? that'd be silly. I guess it's... Or, yeah. I think it's called Half Round. I don't know, Pe- but Peacock I definitely want to stop this conversation. So... <laughs> <laughs> Let's, uh, I guess that's, I guess that wraps it up, does it not? Let's see here. Um, our channels on Instagram, Twitter, and YouTube, I'm Phil Pinsky. Check out makertechreviews.com, williamlutz.com, thank you to Justin uh, Sparks for that, timsway.net, thank you to Jason Payne, and as always, thank you for the challenge. Uh, contact us for show topic suggestions, uh, hit us up on Twitter at Reclaimed Audio, or send us an email, info at reclaimedaudiopodcast.com, iTunes reviews. Uh, we love getting them. Please leave them. They really help the show get bigger and broader and, and, and more ears hearing them. And patreon.com slash reclaimed audio, the absolute best way to help this podcast uh, stay on the air. And we are, we're getting pretty close to episode 100, so we've got we to gotta figure out what it is that we're going to be doing to mark that very special occasion. So we'd love to get feedback from you guys on any social platform where you see us. And, um, and that's, that's all I got. You guys? Uh, just a, a thank you for the emails. Um, we've been getting some amazing emails. Um, go over to Patreon, do all that good stuff too. But we've we've just gotten some emails that I think make doing this worthwhile lately. Mm, uh, so thank you to those folks that have been uh, so kind to us. They actually make us feel like we're we're out here making people smile. And I don't know if you can ask for a whole lot more than that, except go to Patreon, please. <laughs> yeah, way to cheapen that. <laughs> <laughs> yes, we we, we can't no, ask we're for just that. Here for yep. the loves and hugs. And oh, by the way, Patreon.com. <laughs> no, but it's, it it is. And to make no, but seriously, we, it does. The, the the feedback yeah. is amazing. God, God bless you yeah, all. Yeah, I mean the, the the money part it does cost us to do this, but that's besides the point. The reason we started this and the reason we continue to do this is that, and it's it's uh, it is heartwarming. Yeah. Have a great weekend. We just love everybody. I love you both, and I love him and her and her and I'm him and him and. You guys ever see um, Miss Marianne? Did you ever watch Romper Room? Well, let me just say, thank Did you, you get that? So you click. Yeah. Thank you and be good. Yep. Later, Bill.